It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're a business owner. Check. You have business owner's insurance. Check. And 10 years ago, that went about enough. Today, small businesses are being targeted and taken down by hackers. Medical offices, consultants, CPAs, any business that's built success has everything to lose. You probably have cybersecurity installed on your computer. Check. But you probably don't have cyber insurance. Coverage against loss and damage if your data is compromised. Cyber policy covers that gap. Cyberpolicy.com shops the leading cyber insurers to find you the right policy at the right price to avoid a catastrophe. Coverage against loss and damage if your data is compromised. Get a custom quote today in just four minutes. And for a limited time, use the promo code BLOGTALK to get Norton's small business protection for up to five devices. Free when you sign up for cyber insurance. Plan. Prevent. Insure. Visit cyberpolicy.com. That's cyberpolicy.com. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money. On your life, money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got. Yeah. Unlock your wealth radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Heather Wagonhall's Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I'm so excited you joined us today. We have a fabulous show for you. If you are a newcomer to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, welcome to the program. I'm Heather Wagonhall, your host with the Financial Moses, and your guide through the murky money waters unto the promised land of financial salvation where you can get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. And we do that each and every week with fabulous guests like today's guest. And our guest today kind of coincides with this week's keys. Our key this week from the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series is Take Action, Make Assessment. And Kathy Colby, our acclaimed author, and wait till you listen to what she's into. She, I read a book of hers a while back, and I brought it out again, and I reread it a few times because it's directly related to behavior and brain function. And I was so excited when I had the opportunity to surf over to her website, Colby.com, and that's K-O-L-B-E.com. And I was able to take one of her assessments. She has the Colby A Index, and it's pretty impressive. It's not like an IQ where it's high or low, either you got it or you don't. It's an assessment that identifies where you are and how you use that to your advantage. So I'm really excited. You, I got this comprehensive report, and I'm dying to talk to her about it. And I'm thrilled that she wanted to be part of the show. Because Kathy is an acclaimed theorist, a best-selling author, entrepreneur, educator, organizational strategist, consultant, speaker, and she's founder of the Colby Corporation and the Center for Cognitive Abilities. She's considered to be the world's leading authority on human instincts and conation and has dedicated her life to helping people to find the freedom to be themselves through understanding and using their cognitive abilities. So how perfect is that? That blends with what we do here about getting your money mind right and creating the right behaviors for successful money management. So she folds in perfectly. 
What's more is she has authored 750,000 research case studies that proves that her long-held theory that conation is a third faculty of the brain. So when people say, oh, I just can't help it, it has to do with behavior, and it all has to do with specifically conation. So it's going to be great to learn what she has to say about it. Now, I'm also going to share with you the results of my Colby A index and my profile, and I'm excited to get some insight from her about what that means for me as an individual. So why don't we just bring her on, huh? Let's not wait any longer because I am really excited to have a chat with her. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you on. I have been listening to, because my eyes are failing me these days, so I do a lot of reading via my ears, and I have been reading the Colby Dynamind audiobook. It's I've probably listened to it six or seven times now, and over the past year it's had a profound impact on how I look at what we do here on the radio show as well as how I conduct my life, and it's had such a profound in, impact. I just I want to thank you for writing it and and ask you, how did you come up with or get interested in all of this cool brain stuff you do? Well, it came pretty naturally because my dad was the Wonderlick of the Wonderlick personnel test, it's the one used by the NFL to pick their players, and there's a lot of controversy about it whether you can use an IQ test to pick a quarterback. And I had that same question for my dad as a little kid. But, Dad, I know smart people I wouldn't want on my team. And he'd say, <laughs> well, but, Kathy, that's you know that's what we know how to measure is intelligence. And I'd say, but, Dad, it's just not always about how smart you are. And he'd say, Kathy, why don't you go find that other stuff? And so when I was really, really young, probably, well, I remember these discussions when I was six or seven, I decided to go find that other stuff. And to me, that other stuff was something having to do with common sense, and I later found the word was instinct. It was what you naturally do well. It was that I later found your MO, your modus operandi. And I searched and searched for what that was. And I ran programs here in the Valley called the SPIES program for kids. It was a summer program for individual explorations or SPIES. And I got a bunch of kids. I had several hundred kids in this program where every week we would have exercises where we'd there'd be projects and we'd do all kinds of neat things. And I would let the kids do it their own way. But at the end of the week, they had to have a project they could share, both in a group and some things they did individually. And I would watch the pattern of how they did things. And I kept tracking these patterns and seeing that although I specialized in gifted ed and taught gifted ed at ASU and did a whole lot of developing books and program and materials called Resources for the Gifted, my reach went way beyond gifted. It was any kid that wanted to explore problem solving. So by working with kids, I found this pattern, these this MO, and I found that what it was was a series of four different basic actions or instinctive methods we use. It sounds simple, but it, it took me 12 years of studying those patterns. That's really, really powerful because, you know, as, as we think of, of instinct, we think of instinct in at least as it comes to my mind, I think of all of these crime shows, the killer instinct, you know, the business instinct. But these four areas, can you enumerate what those four areas are? Sure. You know, after a lifetime for looking at instinct, then it took 12 years to find those specific four. And what I found was there is an instinct to gather information. We all have to gather information. But this instinct to gather information that I call fact finder comes in a scale, as they all do, from 1 to 10. I put them in this scale, by the way. The really insistent fact finders are people who need a lot of information, and they go after it in specific ways. They become experts. They gain knowledge because they keep seeking data very, very thoroughly. 
and the people who gather information as journalists who who look for just an overview are the people who are able to kind of bottom line stuff. And in the middle are people who can explain to both those other extremes, well, this is what she means. This is how he needs to say it. So we have a world that's on a bell-shaped curve in terms of the fact finder instinct, but there's no right or wrong, good or bad, the way there is in cognitive test scores. With your instinct, which has a different word for it that I found, which is conative, the conative instincts aren't right or wrong, good or bad. They're just different. The second one is how we store and sort that information. So it's how we follow through. This follow-through name that I gave it is because it deals with how we organize. Some people do it in a very neat and tidy way, and they integrate things, and they give us timelines and charts and graphs, and other people kind of throw it at the wall, and they multitask, and they don't have to have a lot of structure. They still have a plan, but their plan is whatever happens will happen, and they'll go with the flow. So some people organize the spices alphabetically, and other people just kind of put them where, wherever, and you have to grab them wherever they left them. And they'll say, what do you mean that's not a system? It's my system. So we all have a system, but there are degrees of organization. The third one is what I call the quick start, and that's how we deal with uncertainty. Some people actually thrive with chaos. They create the chaos, and other people need <laughs> yeah, you laugh because I know your MO. I'll tell everybody why you're laughing <laughs> in a minute. Uh, there are other people who need to have stability. So what they try to do is what sounds like an oxymoron to the people who are, are insistent quick starts. In their resistance to quick start, they talk about crisis management, and crisis can be a very positive thing to people who respond with a sense of urgency. Other people say, I don't work well under deadline. So we do things best our own way, and that's the key to understanding all this. In the fourth one of these, it's how we deal with space and tangibles, and I call it the implementer because it's how we use tools and implements. The natural athlete has a lot of implementer will be at 8, 9, or 10. And the person who imagines things, who fantasizes, will be the 1, 2, 3 level. I find it interesting that special effects people, the sound people, the the people who give us all that 3D stuff, test out on, on my testing instrument to be very, very high on implementer. And the people, even the engineers who design that on paper or on now on the computer, but who don't actually build it will have less implementer. So we can predict what careers will work. We can predict who's going to walk into the wall with the clumsy people. We can predict what is going to work and not work in use of time and communication. It's amazing how accurate we can be in picking teams that will work together because of differences. Mm-hmm. So how does this information, knowing what our cognitive instincts, am I using that terminology correctly? Very well, yes. I'm impressed. Thank you. How do we use, how do we apply this knowledge about what our cognitive instincts are to benefit us? Well, the the ways are so many that that's a part of my challenge in life is uh, sleeping at night because there's so many things to do with this that make such a big difference. Relationships. It's wonderful when we can laugh about our cognitive foibles and when we can praise for our real strengths instead of criticize or try to change people. We are born with these strengths. There are 12 possible cognitive strengths. Every human being has four of them in their natural makeup because we have one strength in each of these action modes or instincts. And there are three possible strengths in each one of them. That's how we get 12 strengths. So we can't do it all. We were created 
to be who we are, and we were created to need each other, to be interdependent. So the wonderful thing about this is that we really are dependent upon each other's abilities, and we really need to value those and nurture them in each other. If we realize that, then instead of criticizing somebody because they don't do it our way, we get excited about, oh, really, you can do that? I don't do that well. So we don't get upset that we can't do it or we don't criticize or belittle somebody for not doing it our way. We are able to truly work in a constructive, productive way with other people. That means we have to reform our schools because our schools teach there's one right way to do almost everything. So our schools are designed to only work well for those kids who are fact finder intense, meaning that they remember when and what date and who said and did what, instead of the kids who remember the bottom line piece of information. You don't get many points for that. And our schools give lots of praise to the follow-throughs in elementary grade who write the neat little papers and follow the, the system. You don't get a lot of points for that by the time you're ready to take the SAT. In fact, in the SAT, they say skip questions in order to do better. So actually, we find follow-through kids get false high grades through the elementary process and then are dinged with college entrance exams. Neither way is that fair. We find a lot of kids are called ADD, ADHD because they have a lot of quick start and implementer which are absolutely not rewarded in school. And we drug kids to try to stop them from being that when they become the entrepreneurs and the makers of the fine tools and equipments and innovations in the world. Now, that's, think about how huge that is. Now think about all the career applications for all those people. Think about the health applications. If every doctor knew about every patient's strengths, Think how we would do physical therapy to fit the patient instead of the system. Think about how every diabetic wouldn't have to find this, follow the same rigid way of doing it. We're working a lot with the medical system. Think about the difference it would make at work if your boss said, here's what needs to be done, now go do it your way and make it happen. Think about putting together teams where everybody didn't do it the same way and get bogged down but where you had the right people and the right jobs. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. This impacts everything that human beings do. So we have our work cut out for us. We we work very, very, very hard to reach the world of professionals and train them so they can incorporate our work into their work. It does. Now I see more clearly why you're staying up so late at night because the possibilities <laughs> are truly infinite. And I can think of some interesting examples of doing the dishes as a kid. And if I didn't do them in a certain order, apparently they weren't going to get cleaned, according to my mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's take a break for a moment and have a word from our sponsors. And then we'll talk more about my scores and how the index really works. You are listening to Kathy Colby on Heather Wagonhall's Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more coming up after this. Hi, this is Scott Black with EmpowerU.net. You're listening to Heather Wagonhall's on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Hi, it's Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Sales Academy. You know, one thing I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them on their chosen path. Naturally, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, and Robbie Kiyosaki all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside. They knew they could easily become, truly. Financial coaching could be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation, 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420, or simply visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 
Like, has your cell phone or iPod ever totally run out of battery before? Maybe you're somewhere without power, like fishing, camping, or the beach. Now you can have all the power you need. The K3 Charger by Kinesis Industries uses wind and sun to charge your devices anytime, day or night. Use the wind and sun to store up charging power or charge your device right on the spot. Available now for $99.95 at www.kinesisindustries.com. That's Kinesis, K-I-N-E-S-I-S, industries.com. Like, go there, totally. Hi, this is Melanie, and I'm part of Two for the Road USA. I'm the ex for Boomer and X. I've been test driving cars for several years, but in the last 18 months, I found it difficult to get in and out of the test vehicles. I kept complaining the manufacturers didn't make the seats large enough until I realized it was me who was too large at 220 pounds. Thanks to the Diradori weight loss program, I lost 50 pounds. The Diradori program is physician-supervised, non-surgical, safe, and effective, and you can lose up to 5 to 10 pounds the first week and 15 to 20 in a month. I did. It controls hunger and trains your body to burn fat all on an easy-to-follow regimen of exercise, hydration, and delicious healthy eating. It is a three-phase program combining medication, nutrition, and exercise. This is an affordable program with counselors available at any time. I went from a size 20 to a size 10 in seven months, and I feel like a different person. Check out my photos on twofortheroadusa.com. Click on Watch Melanie Lose Weight on Diradori. Call Diradori now at 480-661-9662. Even in today's economy, I, Count Dracula, have had to foreclose on my castle. But because of Heather Wagonhall's Unlock Your Wealth Radio, I have not only reacquired my castle, but I have opened a resort for the undead. Tune in to Heather Wagonhall's Unlock Your Wealth Radio. She's the only one not trying to suck you dry. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and Kathy Colby is my guest today. And I am so excited because we are getting all of Kathy and her creative process, and uh, I'm so excited that you're a part of the show. Kathy, I took the index, the uh, the Colby A index this morning, and being the competitive spirit that I am, I was really surprised to find out, like you explained it earlier, that it, that there are just gradations of each area. There's no win-lose to it, and I, I found that very interesting for me. And for folks who are listening that want to go over to take the Colby A index, I am an 8363 from this morning assessment. And can you share a little bit about what that means to folks? Sure. If they want to go to Colby.com, K-O-L-B-E.com, they can kind of follow the discussion by looking at what those numbers mean. The first number relates to the fact finder. And on that scale of 1 to 10, any number over a 7 means that you initiate action by using that fact finder seeking information. So you begin any effort, any project where you're striving. And I think part of the key here is that word striving. This isn't what you do when you're relaxing. This is what you do when you're trying to get something done, when you're taking something on as a challenge. So when you're working, you will strive toward getting more information as the first step. And that means you'll delve pretty deeply. You'll go after data. You'll try to find out more about whatever you're pursuing than other people might know. So you gain expertise, and that's what your listeners turn in to listen to, is you finding experts, you getting the information and the details from people. That's what they know they can get when they listen to you. That's what people depend upon you for. In contrast, I'm a two in Fact Finder, little itty-bitty two. When you see my result, a very short red line because we use lines of color on these charts. 
my two in fact finder means that I'm a generalist, I bottom line, I summarize and I clarify. Now, I really respect you with that aid in fact finder because I know I need it. I need people who will give me specificity. A lot of corporations are led by people who have a lot of fact finder. Most of the major magazines will have writers who are insistent in fact finder who initiate in this mode. A lot of on-air journalists, however, will be resistant fact finder because they just give you the essence of it and they don't go into detail. So a lot of the early morning talk show people, I've done a whole lot of interviews with, with TV and radio, particularly those TV interviewers I find are short line and red in the fact finder. <laughs> They don't go into detail. They haven't read my stuff in advance, and they say, so, you wrote a book. <laughs> they don't even know the title. <laughs> it's very interesting. In follow-through, you are in the preventative zone, meaning you prevent things becoming routine. Your audience knows you're not going to get bogged down in the same old story. You're not going to follow a formula. Every interview isn't the same structure. You don't repeat things over and over. So you find interesting new kinds of topics and your guests bring new different kinds of information. It always will be information based because of your fact finder, but it will be new information. It will be a unique format. It won't be repetitious. I have a six in follow through which means I'm mildly accommodating. Well, actually, I'm highly accommodating. Four, <laughs> fives, and six are in the accommodating zone. Because I'm a six in follow-through, I design systems. And in my case, the system is the theory or theorist part of me. So I do algorithms as a part of designing the Colby indexes and the other theoretical structures. The book that you read... The, the Powered by Instinct book is all about the rules I've designed around the structure of our selection program. So I design programs that actually become software programs. You would not do that kind of a program. You would do a radio program where you can change it up. Now, in Quick Start, you have that six in Quick Start highly accommodating change and diversity so all kinds of different guests that you will deal with in different ways. But you expect your guests to bring the innovation that you discuss and probe. So you bring someone like Kathy Colby, who is an eight in Quick Start. You bring me, the initiating Quick Start innovator, right? I'm going to guess most of your guests well, yeah, are initiating yeah. Quick Start. You seek that, right? It would be interesting to test them, to, to, te to test them to see where where they are in that quick start category, and and I, you know, because I expect, or at least I've gotten to a point in my life that I might have a plan when the day starts, but the likelihood of it ending up that same way is slim, and sometimes none. And I well, your yeah, your resistance to follow through. You make a list and then you lose it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. So you not only don't follow the plan, you don't know where you wrote it down. And, I, and I that's like just a suggestion that I got from the index. It says instead of writing what you want to get done today, write what you don't want to do down. <laughs> it's more helpful with yeah. your mo. It's far more helpful. The other thing is, with your fact finder, it's more helpful to just write down your priorities. What are the top three things to do? So either write down the top three things, because that's as far as you really need to get on your list, and then the things that you won't do. Those, those fit your MO. And for you, you don't need to push, what am I going to do that's new and different? It's who am I going to bring in that's going to bring the new and different, and how am I going to research what they've done. You know, I'm blown away that you read my book several times. Quick yeah, well, don't read their own book, let alone other people's books. 
<laughs> well, I want to make sure that I'm getting everything out of it. That's my fact finder. That's you know, I, I want to make sure that I got all the juice that you had to offer in your material, and I want to make sure that I was applying it appropriately. So, I you know, I I liked you know the commit part in the dynamite in the, in the creative process. I liked that. So. You know, how do you know, like, how to move people through? Do you get them mildly excited about your stuff? Because I'm trying to initiate change, and I'm helping people identify their issues and overcome limiting beliefs about their abilities when it comes to managing money because they might have gone 30, 40, or 50 years in this lifetime and still haven't figured out that they should spend less and save more, even though they outwardly know to do it. All of these cognitive instincts and these fear-driven behaviors make that almost an impossibility in their lives, and, and they have no idea why it happens, and they know what they should be doing, but they never manage to do that. And they're beaten down, and they feel hopeless, and they've gone to every other money guru and haven't had a good reason or an answer why until they get here and they learn, well, by genetic makeup, we're set up to fail because we're instinct driven. And it's about getting pleasure now and avoiding pain. And if balancing a checkbook represents math and math is painful for you, then you're probably not going to do it as often as you should. You've hit on such a key point because what happens to three parts to the mind? We've been told there's a right brain, left brain. Now, that's all been debunked by brain research. And I've been deeply immersed in brain research, and I can assure you that's all very old-fashioned. There are three parts to the brain. The cognitive is what we've learned. And unfortunately, what we learn in school is taught in a fact-finder follow-through way that doesn't fit everybody. So if you're a quick start entrepreneur or if you're an implementer who needs hands-on, tangible kinds of things, so you're a person who needs to buy dirt, you deal with land, you buy homes, you do things that you can walk through, touch, you collect art, that's very different than someone who puts their wealth on a piece of, of data and looks at the data and satisfied just studying the numbers. The numbers don't matter as much to an implementer. Numbers matter to a quick start almost in a game-like way. And so they go after the big numbers because of the thrill of the game, of the chase. It actually means a lot to people to take a risk if they're quick start. A follow-through finds it very difficult if you're an insistent follow-through Resisting quick start, no matter how good the deal is, if there's a risk involved and they haven't thought about it long enough, they won't do it. So they miss opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a program we've developed that we call the career, I mean, excuse me, the financial MO plus. And it actually takes a person's Colby result, the result from the Colby A index and says, this is how you would be a good investor. This is how you will do well with money. And the amazing thing about it is that sometimes you and your financial partner, could be a spouse and it could be your advisor, could just have different instincts about money, about investing. And it causes you to have such conflict that it builds fear and it builds a contentious relationship. And we've found that it can harm marriages and it can harm professional advisors being used well. It's so unfortunate that we don't understand the difference between wise intellectual advice and learning to trust your own instincts. So we're trying to help people understand the difference between trusting your instincts and learning what is intellectually wise. And then with both of those being a consideration, you can reduce the emotional fear. Mm-hmm. That makes I, sense. I like what you said about how the the different factors in the, the cognitive instinct 
make a difference. You know, like the the ones that keep score that you said those were the the um, quick starts, like to keep score and and have that data on the piece of paper. But then you have your more touchy feely folks that want to be able to see their wealth in action, and and I think that that is huge for folks because most people without understanding money or knowing money or being intimidated by it, don't realize that they can create their own plan to meet their needs as investors and be able to provide the security and protection they need. And they don't have to follow someone else's template if it doesn't feel right or doesn't look right or smell right. Right. I think a lot of financial advisors don't understand the implementer and the implementers need to be able to touch the investment, uh, jewelry, art, land, all those things, uh, sports. Uh, I was once offered the opportunity to invest in a professional sports team, and I not only love sports, but I have enough implementer in my makeup that I got really, really excited about the possibility of being an owner of a sports team, a part owner. Well, I got excited about it, and my instinct was go, 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 and then I started looking into it in terms of the cognitive, and the cognitive said stop, 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 and I I ended up not doing it, but I, I involved all of my brain. I didn't just make a quick instinctive dive into it, and I did stop myself from doing it, but I had the fun of the chase and of figuring out I didn't just get told, Kathy, that's stupid, don't do it. I used my own, the full faculties of my brain to make a decision not to do it. And if I had done it, I think I would have done it in the right way, by the way. So uh, to me, creating wealth should be fun and not to someone we turn over to somebody else to do it their way. It should be doing it our way because doing it our way and using our total brain, including our instincts, it's going to be a whole lot better for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so impressed with the report that I received for my Colby A index. It was like 28 pages, and it was super thorough, and it explained in detail what each part meant and how they integrate and play off of each other. I was, I was very impressed with that. Now, I understand that as people are listening, they're getting excited, there's an opportunity in addition to going to Colby, K-O-L-B-E.com, to take the A-Index, they can also actually go to a workshop and learn firsthand how this works. And I think you even have one coming up here in town, don't you? We do. It's the very first public seminar that we're holding. It's a workshop on the 18th of this month, so January 18th at the Sheridan downtown. We're doing a full day explanation of Colby and how it can work in your life, and we're going to have some fascinating examples and stories and and fun situations that you can actually get your toes in the water and see how it works, watch people show their experiences and listen to their tales, some fun stories. And we are offering everybody listening to your show today a free Colby Index. That's a $50 gift that they can get by signing up for that workshop. I think our staff fell in love with you and your show and said, (laughs) okay, all your listeners can get a $50 Colby Index of $45.95 and can attend that full-day seminar. I'll be doing... I think I'm the luncheon speaker for that. And so we're going to have fun together exploring how you can use this in your personal life, your professional life, your family life, your community life, because it does involve every part of what we do. And we just are so looking forward to seeing members of our community there because we work around the globe and we reach out to the whole world and we have never done a seminar just for folks in Phoenix or anybody who wanted to could come. Well, I'm excited about it. You know, the more I explored your website as an entrepreneur myself and someone who is trying to, well, I shouldn't say trying, who is building wealth 
using my Keys to Riches financial wellness series process, one of the things that is super important to me is hiring correctly. And I haven't done that in the past. And now that I know who I am as an individual, I can use the um, the is it the right way or is it higher right? I right I fit. Read my writing. Right fit. There we go. Yeah, we call it the right writing. fit program. I, I'm excited about that as an entrepreneur to have the Right Fit program as a way to help screen potential applicants. And instead of me getting excited about somebody and then finding out that they don't work out, I can have somebody matched to my talents and I can have a better understanding of how they're going to be as a fit with me. So when I do go to interview them, I can interview with confidence knowing that that the certain conative abilities are going to be there that I'm going to need for the different positions I'm trying to fill, and I'm kind of excited about that. I think it'll be fun. We'll talk about it from both sides, the employer picking the right employee, and then for those who are job seekers, how they can find the right job. So you're not just taking a job, but but you're actually finding the right career and making a good, solid decision where this will be a member of the right kind of team. We'll also be helping parents figure out how to work with their kids and how to nurture strengths in kids. We have a youth index, and I think it's going to help a lot to learn how you might use that and and work with kids. We have people coming from ASU who have been using this in their classrooms. We have people coming from just a wide variety of family businesses. It's going to be fun to see the diversity of people in the room. Um, And again, that speaks to the diversity of uses. This is a great tool for opening up communication among family members. So bring your teenage kid with you, uh, bring your in-law with you, (laughs) and certainly bring your significant other. I don't know about the boyfriend or girlfriend. I know people who are doing that too, but Uh, it's fun I remember being asked one time if this couldn't be used as a handheld tool when you meet somebody are you the right partner my (laughs) question on that is cognitively there is no wrong partner it's all a matter of learning to nurture whoever it is that you fall in love with that's a great answer I like that answer well I'm excited and I'm doing my best to work my schedule around so I can actually make it to the event myself because I think that would be great for me as a as a serial personal development uh, jun- seminar junkie. I always am looking for one more tool for my toolbox, and but I'm sure that makes sense with my eight. <laughs> oh yes, this would be perfect for you. I look forward to seeing you there. I, I, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Now, if folks want more information, can they call and speak with someone in person as well as visit the website? Sure. They can go to info at colby.com, that's K-O-L-B-E dot com, or they can call us at 602-952-0707 and just ask for any of our salespeople or consultants. Awesome. Well, it's been so great having you on the show, Kathy. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here. And we have a whole show page dedicated to Kathy Colby and all of her creative and wonderful processes. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio with Heather Wagonhall. We'll be right back with more coming up after this. Are you a referral partner of the Unlock Your Wealth radio program? Would you like to promote your products and your services on our show? Learn about the benefits that our featured advertisers receive being part of an exclusive program where the listeners are seeking financial independence and are in need of your insurance, finance, real estate, and investment services. Call now at 1-866-966. 9420 1-866-966-9420 Reach the people who need your help the most with the Unlock Your Wealth radio show today.
Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your purveyor of prosperity, and you are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio today. And we just heard from Kathy Colby, and I am so excited to be a part of her event. I hope you all decide to go and make room for it on the 18th. I'd love to see you there right here in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. Now it's time for our key for this week in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, which is take action, make assessment. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to UnlockYourWealthRadio.com. We are so thrilled to have you here. And the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, Save and invest, building wealth holistically, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one week at a time, one key at a time, to get your money mind right, so your wealth and happiness will follow. And this week's key is an important one, because last week, we just finally gave in to the notion that perhaps we don't know everything we need to know about money, or what we thought we knew we're not doing right. And so we accepted where we were, and probably because we've been in this place for a while, we've been beating ourselves up about it. So we've just sort of gotten used to the fact that we're goofed up about money for the last week. And this week, what we're going to do is we are going to take our first action toward correcting those financial challenges that we have. And we're going to do what I refer to as our organic assessment. And I do this a little bit differently than most people when they go to create a budget. And the reason why we do it this way is because one of our keys is to break at the budget because budgeting inherently is not good for us because it infers some sort of lack or doing without, giving up, sacrifice. And that doesn't work with our brains. As you know, I'm all about brain health and brain mastery and money mind mastery. And as a result, if we are sitting here and we're thinking about what we can't have or what we're giving up, what are we doing? We're thinking about it, even though we're not supposed to be thinking about it because we're not supposed to be having it. We're focused on it, and what we focus on expands. So instead of expanding all of those things and falling off the wagon, which is what inevitably happens on budgets, we create a healthy savings and spending plan. And we learn a few different things as we go along, and you're going to hear in in coming keys about the not know, just not now philosophy. And we're going to learn how to delay gratification and use that carrot dangling from the stick, if you will, as an incentive for us to stay focused. But first, we have to focus on taking action. And if you have taken action in the past and maybe done one of the other money gurus' uh, financial courses and still can't get it right and they're freaking out, there's a reason for that, and that's because you either have not come to terms truly, like you said you have, about changing, that there's an issue, because you have to accept there's an issue in order to move to change it, and we discussed that last week. So go download last week's episode if you missed it. So in addition to the full and final acceptance of where we are, once we're past that, because of this inner curmudgeon we have, our friendly little curmudgeon, whose only job is to keep us safe and happy and not stressed out and even keeled, He does some things that are counterintuitive to our productivity. So what we've talked about when we really get into our brain stuff and how the brain and money works together is, you know, we go through the survival brain first, the process information. And our brain was designed to function 10,000 years ago when we were being, you know, chased by saber-toothed tigers and things like that, not just our boss insulting us and us wanting to reach out and choke the daylights out of him even though we know we shouldn't because we'll probably get fired. So since we know that the brain is driven toward pleasure and away from pain, One of the interesting things about the brain is you would think that everybody would be motivated with the carrot dangling from the stick. However, most of us don't get motivated that way. I think it's 85% don't get motivated that way. We're actually only motivated when the fire gets too close to our fanny and the flames are kind of licking at our tushy. That's when we decide to do things. You know, because as long as we're not being threatened, We're kind of lazy, and it might take some effort to go chase that carrot, so we just decide to hang out and do nothing instead. So you may have actually come to terms and accepted the fact that you're not good with money or you haven't been in the past, but if you're not prepared for change or willing to make the change, and what we know about people is we people do not change until the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same. So you have to get super, super uncomfortable with yourself 
before you'll make a change. And we put up with so many things as individuals. You know, we would never let somebody deliberately knock us off course, but we can be nudged in the wrong direction. Just look at it with drugs, how slippery a slope it can be. Dude, just take this hit off this joint. It's just one. It's no big deal. Joints are good for you. And then you know it's wrong, and you kind of don't, and then you don't, and then, you know, your friend just wears you down, and finally they go, dude, it's like prescribed by my doctor. It's a medical necessity. So then you go like, well, okay, I guess one time won't hurt me. And then you do it, and then nothing bad happens. So you're like, okay. And then the next time you get pushed, you're like, I know it's not good for me, but nothing happened last time. So you kind of just keep getting nudged and nudged until you're so far away from center, you might not even be able to see center. And the same thing happens with our money. You know, think about bad business deals you've been talked into. You know, dude, I know he's like, uh, you know, got in trouble with the SEC, but I really think this is a great investment. It's a good opportunity. How many times have you heard that? And then, whoo, keep the mula goodbye. Your investment just went south. Yeah, your buddy was Bernie Madoff. So it happens. It happens in all areas. Think about dieting. Dude, it's only one piece of chocolate cake. It's a thin slice. So how can that? It's only half the slice that your friend is eating, right? So you're like, okay. So we can, we, we would never get deliberately knocked off course. Dude, eat the whole cake. Do it in like four bites. We would like be like, no, absolutely not. I would die of like a blood sugar issue. But half of a sliver of half of a piece of cake doesn't seem so bad. So there we go. And so the same thing happens with our money. Oh, I'll save later. So the, just because there's a carrot dangling from a stick and we do have some toward values, you know, we might not be driven if we're comfortable to go after them. So we never really do something until something gets really bad. And that's when we drastic situations call for drastic measures. And it's just unfortunate, but that's the reality is, is we usually don't go towards something. We go away from something else. And you will know very easily which one you are. Take a look at an email that you wrote to a close personal friend or some sort of confessions, you know, and look at the languaging that you were using um, when you were talking about things. Were you talking about moving toward things or moving away from things? Dude, I had to go get a new apartment because my landlord was, like, unbearable. So that's like an away from kind of thing. Uh, if you were saying, oh, my gosh, I just have, you know, 50 more dollars to save, and then I'm going to get this new dress I've been waiting for for so long. That's a toward value. So you can figure out which one you are, and that will be helpful as we go further in because then that will give us the tools we need to learn how to design what we're going to do with the rest of our motivations and how we specifically are able to accomplish those things. But another thing that we need to take a look at in addition to our towards and away from values is just because we know there's a problem doesn't mean that we want to correct it. We accept it, but we don't feel like changing it. If you don't have a desire to change, it's a waste. It's an exercise in futility because you won't be committed to the outcome. So we have a little exercise we like to do called finding your why. And if you take the unlockyourwealth.com financial literacy course, this is one of the exercises that we do. And you've got to find very compelling reasons why you need to learn money management techniques and specifically our money mind management techniques here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Because without them, you're not going to have the drive, you're not going to have the commitment, and you're not going to have the intestinal fortitude when it comes time for temptation, where you can be led astray. So we have to work on finding our why. And it's important that we find our why for several reasons. And this is going to be the intestinal fortitude we need, the help toward making a solid commitment, and being attached to the outcome. So in this exercise, I want you to grab a sheet of paper, and I want you to write down all of the things you can do if you had money, lots of money. What would you do if you had lots of money? Would you donate to your favorite charity? Would you help out a family member? Would you make investments? But bottom line, we're individuals, and our internal drives are to do what's right for us, to look out for our own best interests. Selfish is a good thing. Selfish means that we are concerned about our own best interest. And society and media has convinced us that we should be selfless. We should think about others. And we can't do that. We must be focused on who we are and what makes us happy because that's what our internal drives are for, toward pleasure and away from pain. Now, it's great if it is pleasurable for you to give to an organization of charity or goodwill. 
However, we must take care of ourselves first. I know there's a very famous book out there, Beware of the Naked Man Who Offers You His Shirt. Okay? You must be whole before you can start giving to someone else. And so if finances are a challenge and you find yourself flooding resources for your health and well-being to another organization because you're dealing with some guilt issues, these are some probably moneyisms that we're going to have to work out. And we're going to have to start identifying these things that make us feel guilty about taking care of ourselves, which is our own first drive. And if you don't believe me, let me give you a perfect example. If you have ever flown on an airplane or watched a television show about an airplane or someone flying on an airplane or have seen a YouTube video mocking this, there is a reason why you must do things in this order. And the flight attendant will instruct you in the case of an emergency. And there is a loss of cabin pressure. Oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling. Please affix your mask first before attending to the needs of others. Without oxygen, we can't function. We can go months without food. I know, I did a month-long fast. We can go a long time without water, but we're lucky if we can go three minutes without air. And we need to think about ourselves in those terms. What is vital for us? And currency and the ability to provide for ourselves first, then family members, is vital. It's like our oxygen. You must have money to survive. Money is good. There is nothing wrong with money. It's an inanimate object. It's like this controversy over guns. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Money is not evil nor good. Money is an inanimate object. It just exists. What people do with it create good or evil outcomes. Taking care of yourself is good, and you must do this first. And if you were raised in a guilty religion or you had it beaten into your head, you can't think of yourself in times like this, this is a huge challenge for you that you're going to have to work to overcome because we must take care of ourselves first. So on this list, as we find our why, think of all the things that you could do or have with money. You could travel the world. You could see things you've never seen. You could buy things you've never had before. What if you've always rented? Wouldn't it be great to have a place to call your own home that you own the four walls and all the stuff inside it? Yes, that's a great thing. It is good to want things. So put that kind of stuff on your list. And don't worry, no one else is going to read this. If you want to fax it or email it to me, and I can help you pick out the ones that, that I feel should be your heavy drivers, I'd be happy to do that with you. My fax number at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation is 1-888-981-9991. That's 1-888-981-9991. Or you can email it to us at strategy, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-Y, strategy, at UYWradio.com. And if you are interested in being featured on our show for one of our money drama segments, we'd love to have you. And just make that information, your personal contact information, available when you factor email that, and we'll have one of our staff members get in touch with you to be a part of the show. So we have to find our why. Because this is going to be the glue that keeps things together when we get stressed out. When we start having those hormone dumps, those chemical dumps, and we can't access our third brain, we're going to need these whys to stay committed to our cause, to help keep us focused and give us the strength we need when temptation lurks. And it will. It always does. And let me just tell you, it doesn't matter how much money you have. There's always something cooler around the block. Somebody's always inventing something new that you have to have. I just saw this really cool dry vapor steam cleaner thing for your house, clean, chemical-free. And I have a dog with allergies now. So how great would that be if I could clean my house chemical-free? And it's got an ungodly price tag on it. But I want one. I think it'll be good. I just got to figure out how it fits into my financial plan so I don't go sideways when really break my budget and destroy my healthy savings and spending plan. So I've got to figure out a way to acquire this fabulous piece of technology. So, see, there's always going to be something. Always going to be something cooler, newer, bigger, better, faster, stronger. You've got to have it. There's, you know, iPhone 700 coming out next week. You're probably going to want to have one of those, too. So we have to really find our why, and that's going to be critical during this time of exploration. The next thing we are going to do is we are going to start our organic assessment. 
And we're going to do it in this fashion for specific reasons. We're not looking at how much we're spending. That's going to be an offshoot of what we're evaluating. But for the next six weeks, until we get to our Break the Budget Key, we are going to find a big 9 by 12 manila envelope, or two or three, depending on how many family members you have and how much spending occurs in your household. And we are going to save receipts. We are also going to deposit paycheck stubs. We are going to also put all of our bank statements and investment statements into this. We are not going to look at it. We are just going to stuff and forget, stuff and forget. For those items that are cash expenditures without receipts, like allowances, vending machines, newspapers, Dad, can I have five bucks to go to the movies? All of those things require a handwritten receipt by you. Create a sticky note and throw it in there. And we're going to do this because we're not just looking for how much, but we're going to be looking for when and why. And I'll explain to you the reason, and I'll give you a good example. So at the beginning of the pay period, we behave differently than we do at the end of the pay period. And likewise, we behave different at the beginning of the month versus the end of the month. And that's because certain bills are due, like rent's due on the 1st, mortgages are due on the 1st, car payments are due on the 15th. So based on where bills are due in the cycle and where income, paychecks and and dividends and, and residuals and things like that come into play, will depend on how we're acting, especially if we are living hand to mouth. And what happens is we get paid, and then we head down to our local sports bar, and, dude, drinks are on me. I'm buying the first round. And then by the end of the paycheck, you're like, oh, my gosh, my pockets are empty. Dude, can I bum a cigarette? Dude, can you catch me for this round, and I'll pay you next week? I'm starving. It reminds me of Wimpy. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Do you guys remember that from Popeye? Wimpy was always borrowing money. He needed this radio show. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're just going to save those receipts because what we're going to be looking for is the when and why. And with all of the tools that we are going to be learning between now and our seventh key and break the budget, all of these strategies that we are going to learn are going to help us create stability and design a healthy savings and spending plan that we can live with and that will allow for hiccups bumps and bruises along the way in case our test, our intestinal fortitude wanes in the sight of temptation because invariably it does. We're only human. But in the meantime, we just want to forget about these things. Don't write anything down. Do not track this. Avoid doing anything with these receipts other than shoving them in an envelope because we don't want to taint the results of our study. This is our own personal case study, and we do not want to taint those results. So we want to have as clear and accurate and as organic a photograph of what's going on as we possibly can. Already, just from what we've learned so far, it's going to be on your radar, but do your best to ignore any attention you pay. We want to do what we do when we do it, like always, because then we'll be able to more accurately assess what our issues are once we get to that point. So I am so excited that you joined us for this week's show. For our nuts and bolts for this week's episode, our key statement, key action item, key affirmation, and, of course, our key commitment to our own personal success at getting our money mind right so our wealth and happiness will follow, that can be found on our website at www.unlockyourwealthradio.com. Please visit this website for strategies, tips, tricks, tools, and information to help you get your money mind right. It's the most important thing that you can do for yourself and for your family. I would like to take this time to thank my guest, Kathy Colby. I hope you sign up for the seminar and get your free Colby A Index Assessment at www.colby.com. That's K-O-L-B-E.com. And never fear, if you are driving around and do not have a pencil handy to write that down, never fear, unlockyourwealthradio.com is here. Just visit Kathy Colby's show from today's episode, and you will find linky links to all of her free stuff tools and resources that she has to offer as well as upcoming events that she is sponsoring and so thank you so much for being a part of the show and your gracious gift to our listeners kathy i'm heather wagonhall thanking you so much for joining us here at unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow thanks again for joining us and go out and make it a prosperous day
You're a business owner. Check. You have business owner's insurance. Check. And 10 years ago, that went about enough. Today, small businesses are being targeted and taken down by hackers. Medical offices, consultants, CPAs, any business that's built success has everything to lose. You probably have cybersecurity installed on your computer. Check. But you probably don't have cyber insurance. Coverage against loss and damage if your data is compromised. Cyber policy covers that gap. CyberPolicy.com shops the leading cyber insurers to find you the right policy at the right price to avoid a catastrophe. Coverage against loss and damage if your data is compromised. Get a custom quote today in just four minutes. And for a limited time, use the promo code BLOGTALK to get Norton's small business protection for up to five devices. Free when you sign up for cyber insurance. Plan. Prevent. Insure. Visit cyberpolicy.com. That's cyberpolicy.com. Why did we do it? Why did Little Caesars put four delicious deep, deep dish slices of our pepperoni Italian sausage and bacon-covered three-meat treat next to four slices of our deep, deep dish pepperoni and offer these two pizzas for nine bucks? Because we can. <laughs> the new hot and ready deep, deep dish half and half pizza. Nine bucks, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.